I first met my co-host when she had a syndicated talk show right across Canada talking about all things sex. Sex with Sue. Sue McGarvey. And I am the milkman, John Milky from btrradio.com. You ready? Let's get turned on. And we meet again. Hello, Sue McGarvey. Hello, Mr. Milkman. Off to Florida soon, are you? I'm leaving. I'm leaving Friday, um, but it's super fun. It's going to be a uh, crazy debauchery, and then I'm doing a day at. Oh, I can't because I, I can't uh, record with you. Oh, it's going to be so exciting! I'm going to I'm going to go to Animal Kingdom, and I'm doing all the other fun things. And then we have a duckling <laughs> Christmas party at a clothing optional resort. Cypress Cove is one of the biggest clothing op- optional resorts. Okay. In the world. And so we're having a clothing optional ugly Christmas sweater Christmas party. Figure that out. So you can wear it and then take it off <laughs> or not wear it or, or dance, na- dance naked around the bonfire in Florida. It's going to be great. Sure. And if you're a hairy dude, I mean, there's your sweater right there, right? Right. And mm. if you're in Florida and you want to come, email me, sue at sexwithsue.com. I will invite you. And hey, where else can you go to your office the next day and say, I was at a nudist Christmas party. What were you doing last night? Can you imagine walking into the office and declaring that to your coworkers? Oh my gosh, Sue, I run an internet radio station and can't even go, you know, and say that I did a podcast with Sue McGarvey without people chiming into my inbox. Why would you put her on? Why would you talk about sex? Why? What's wrong with you? (laughs) Nothing's wrong with me. Sex is natural. Sex is good. Not everybody does it, Sue, but everybody should. Let's get into it. What's the first topic for today's conversation? Well, when I was in Mexico a couple of weeks ago, I know I get around, um, but the <laughs> the piece was, I, I was talking to people about, you know, sort of their, their swinger experiences, because this is at Temptations, which is a lifestyle resort, and I was doing some speaking there, and one of them was saying, oh yeah, let me tell you this story, Sue. First ever swinger cruise it was a small cruise, and I guess they hadn't sold out the cruise, so they sold half of it because you have to take over the cruise in order to do that. So yep. half of it was swingers; the other half was sold to a Christian group from the deep south. Oh, fun! Oh, fun! Yes, apparently you got a band around your wrist if you were a swinger, but the the Christians quickly <laughs> figured out what that meant, which meant anytime they saw you, they pulled you aside and told you you were going to hell uh-huh. and that they could they could save you, uh-huh. and you were obviously just misguided. And I'm thinking, what a conversion rate! I'm wondering how many Christians you converted, how many you know swingers you converted. I don't know, but what I guess it was a five alarm disaster. Well, yeah, like, yeah and you know what? Fun. I remember when when I first launched the radio station, I decided to celebrate. I think it was thirty thousand listens, and I booked just you know a small cruise locally. Uh, but you do, you've got to buy the entire boat, so you're on the hook for every single dime for that cruise. And yeah. As it gets closer and closer to leaving the dock, uh, I'll sell tickets to anybody who needs tickets. But yeah, yeah. unfortunately, sometimes <laughs> the, the the company on board is not necessarily uh, the best company to be so, on that boat. So, it, so there's lots of crazy stories, and and you know, swingers are all among us. They're your doctors, yes. they're your lawyers, they're your neighbors, they're your people in Barhaven. Everybody I talk about Barhaven with, and, and I know. And guess what? They go to church too. Absolutely, they right. do, and they're nudists. I, the the big church beside the nudist resort, the one that I'm going to uh, this Saturday for a Christmas party. Uh, you know, you consider yourself invited um, if you're in Central Florida. And it was they actually the 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 church went over to the nude place, even though they were just clothing optional, like to be naked in the sun. They're old hippies, is what they were. 
but had a lot of money and said, you're, you're not welcome at our church because we don't believe in your values. It's like, we're all born naked. God wants us naked. What are you talking about? Thou shalt not judge. Oops. Right. Forgot Oops. that part. <laughs> yeah, throw stones. Yeah, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> Wait till they discover what we do with crosses at some of the events, Sue. <laughs> Turn them sideways. <laughs> yes, we do. Just want to take a moment and invite you to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so. Subscribing is free, and when you subscribe, it means the latest episodes are automatically pushed to your phone, your tablet, etc. And if you would, leave us a review. That helps more people find the podcasts. All right, with that said, let's get back to Turned On and Suma Garvey. Let's talk about lube, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about nightstand essentials. Having the slippery stuff. Yay. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's do that then. I broke into song because we're talking about lube and why you need to use more lube. Lube is about pleasure and most people don't. And it's dry friction sandpaper. No wonder women don't want sex because it's not fun. I've had, partner, not- I've had partners who just, they just, whatever else, they got a bugaboo about, I shouldn't need to use that. And it just, yeah. it, it upsets them. No. Yep. Yep, it's it's too many you know previous partners saying if you're turned on enough you shouldn't need it, and like depending on the time of month, depending on if you're nursing or menopausal or whatever it is going on, it has to do with how much fluids in your body, not whether or not you're turned on. So it's it's the same thing as guys being upset about other partners are like, why do you need Viagra to be with me? I he needs Viagra because he's on blood pressure medication, or he needs Viagra because he's over forty five and doesn't have great blood flow, mm-hmm. or diabetes pre diabetes or mm-hmm. whatever. It has nothing to do with how hot he finds you. And it's it's a thing in women's head about them being self-conscious about it. And it absolutely has to be a nightstand essential. And let me just say this. There are some lubes, and I have yet to sort of figure out what it is. And I keep asking this question. I have yet to actually find it. A lot of porn you watch, they get very into these lubes. And, you know, the whole shininess you know, when it's put all over the body and whatever else, I find that so unbelievably sexy. Now, that's not your typical uh, lubricant lube kind of thing. That's a whole other, isn't it? Yeah, they're, they're using they're using something called Nuru, which okay. is a seaweed based lubricant. So it's made of seaweed. It is it is comes actually. You buy it in a bag. You can get it off of Amazon. So it comes as like little pellets, and you add water to it. And it becomes goo. Like, and you can slide all over your partner. You can do those slippy slide things. Okay. Like, seriously, go get it at the dollar store. Go get a drop sheet. So over that's bed. why every time you see it being used, it's coming out of like a non descript container. It's like almost yep. like a ketchup container or a mayonnaise yep. container. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're squirting it all over. It's oh, called new room. Okay. And and that's so, okay to use in the sensitive parts of the human anatomy. Absolutely. It's it's seaweed. It's it's inert. It's consider it on your Christmas list, babe. I may I may put it in your stocking, right? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't slip um, its way out. <laughs> yes, because I want to be the vibrator fairy this Christmas. The but it's uh, fairy? Uh, oh, well I have a bunch and I have some if you are a listener and you are you write me a question very likely because i'm feeling quite generous this month very likely there may be a 200 dollars toy that i have a bunch of in, that are taking that i'm actually tripping over i had there's i got so many of them i had to store them in the bathroom so i actually have to get ready to unload some in december okay. before my partner y'all was- y'all need to understand okay i've been to sue's house it, it <laughs> it's it, like <laughs> it's unbelievable the product that you have this is this is someone 
who walks the walk and talks the talk. She knows what she's talking about because exactly like she said, it's everywhere around her. Okay, mm-hmm. so a, a, a giveaway of some fun little... The Zumio. The, the, the Canadian-made, Oh, looks like a dental instrument. You go on Amazon, they're under. They're just about $200 to buy. I will give you one. I This said, if we get some listener writing us this week... I am going to mail you out a Zumio promise scouts honor on my integrity. Write us Sue at sex with Sue.com. I want some listener interaction. I know we've got listeners. We find the stats, yep. but none of you are writing because you're too embarrassed. But listen, if you do it by email, we can make you a fake name. You can we be actually, Matilda. we actually did yes. get some interesting emails today from someone and we'll get to those in a little bit because there's some stuff that I, I said I would open myself up in this conversation and so i'm going to address some of the because it has it pertains to kink and whatever else i'm going to open up from my experiences on the kink side and of course sue you know you can join in as well from the clinical and whatever perspective you want to bring to that as well uh because i know you know a thing or two about it all but let's get back to the lube that you want yes so four minutes later we're finally getting back to the topic yeah yeah. coconut oil go get yourself a Neon, like they have them on sale. I just, it, it prompted because, you know, Loblaws was having a big sale on coconut oil. It came out in the flyer that I got in my email inbox. But get the big honking bucket of coconut oil and use that. It doesn't stain. It's inert. You can put it in inside. It tastes good. It will, it will keep all of those tissues plump. It's slippery as hell. It's wonderful. Now, people say it's not good with regular toys and condoms over a long period they're right over a a you know a hour long sex encounter if it goes an hour maybe a half hour it's going to be fine so how does the coconut oil then differ from the nuru that you just described yeah nuru is great nuru is like so slippery and so liquidy and so like fall off the bed and you're gonna get whoosh (laughs) it's 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 a it's a slip and slide thing and it's it's a mess and you need a drop sheet Coconut oil, you can put a little bit of the white, you know, the white coconut oil, get it, put it in or put it on and it is slippery and it's going to stay. My big, you know, my big problem with conventional lubes is this, that water-based ones break down, become watery and sticky. You know what I'm talking about. I do. It gets sticky and tacky and it's gross and I don't like them. The silicone ones, which are awesome, like the Swiss Navy and whatever, A, they're expensive and B, there was an article that has never left my head talking about women who use a, a silicon-based lube, which is a form of plastic, and how there were plastic resins inside their vagina like weeks later. And I went, Gee. I'm not so, I haven't seen the long-term effects of that. So my attitude is, is if I can't eat it, don't put it there. So I use coconut oil and apricot oil and almond oil and I go to the health food store and whatever's oily, cool. As long as it can, as long as you can eat it. And then, but everything's, it's about pleasure and it's going to be particularly pleasurable, especially if you're, you know, if you're still on the fence about whether or not you want more children or you just, again, it's about health. And if you've got impaired immunities, get buy your lube at the health food store. You're not going to go wrong. <laughs> I always love these conversations. Buy your lube at the health food store. Wise words from Sue McGarvey. This is Turned On, the podcast. So, Sue, we mentioned a few minutes ago that you've got some great toys to give away to people who want to send questions to the show. And listen, this is the opportunity. That's why this show exists. Um, Sue comes at it from a very clinical perspective and a life experience perspective, obviously. And for those not familiar with me, I am someone who rightfully or wrongfully uh, became very, very public in his radio life about kink, BDSM, uh, swinging, 
etc. I have been there. I have done that. I have got a ton of experience in that realm. So if you've got questions as it pertains to that, we're both here to tackle it for you. And we did hear from someone a short time ago who had some great questions about BDSM and kink, but more specifically, aftercare. And is it necessary? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. God damn it, it is. It is if that's what the person, especially on the bottom side of a BDSM scene, if that's something they require. But I would suggest that in some way, shape, or form, and again, it comes back to what is this person's currency? What are their specific needs? And everyone's different. In some way, shape, or form, yes. Some people, I in when I was a sub, I was more than happy to just you know be in you know <laughs> be Delta a, a good beating and be on my way. I didn't want to be hugged, kissed, and consoled and whatever else. I wanted to feel that, but I wanted to know I could come back that that was you know that that the scene was okay for the person I participated with. So it comes in many different shapes and forms. What's your view on that, Sue? Well, you know, as I said, I come from a sex therapist point of view. So sometimes when I go, I, you know, there's a dungeon at Secrets that, that you know, I have a lot of friends who participate in. Um, and, and because I'm a sex therapist, I go there and people are paddling each other and they're, and, and I think that the power exchange is really fun, but I'm not naturally, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not, you know, naturally you know, you know, masochist and want all mm. of this, you know, mm-hmm. the pain. I, I don't want it. I'm more sadistic. If you want me to hit you, sure. Um, <laughs> but just don't, I don't like pain. But what was interesting to me is, is I think, I think it's, I think of it as foreplay for me. If I'm going to tie you up, if I'm going to paddle you, if I'm going to restrain you, if I'm going to put, you know, other kinds of things for me, that is a, a start to an end. I want an orgasm, preferably mine out of the experience. The other, but there's lots of people in this community that want, that just want the experience. They don't need a sex. There doesn't need to be about sex. This is just about, See, you know, playing right. cowboys and Indians. It was never about are, sex with me. It was never about that. Sure. There's an element of sexiness to it. The outfits, for example, the situation, mm-hmm. uh, there's, I mean, I love the tease, right? But to me, the dominant, if the, like, mm-hmm. the, sorry, the submissive, should absolutely be craving sex and sexual encounters and a release, etc. But the minute that the dominant allows that or affords that, then the submissive has really no more raison d'etre. Yeah, you and know, that, and that is and that is true. And I've seen that. I want the, as I said, I want the orgasm. So from a sex point of view, and certainly all the swingers I talk to have the same reaction. They're like, if there's not about sex, what are we doing it for? And what comes out of being, you know, whether it's pain or, or domination is that subspace, that space where you get into that endorphin rush that you're like the runner's high, where if you don't get it, you don't get it. So, I get it from orgasms. So other people get it from this kind of scenario. So that's what they're craving. And after you get in a certain subspace, you're really foggy and you're, you know, you then you need to be taken care of. Then you need water or you need, you know, you need a piece of fruit or chocolate or hug or whatever. So what prompted me to finally explore BDSM and kink was when I was dealing with depression and I was in a very, very, very dark place and I was hurting myself a lot. In fact, I'm on record. I have not one, but two suicide attempts failed, 
thankfully. Thankfully. So when I was in that muddled, muddled headspace, confused and, you know, every other label you want to attach to this horrible disease that is depression and mental health, I needed, I, when, when I was in physical pain, the pain left my head. That's, that was the subspace for me. In that situation, in that moment, I was able to rechannel and refocus what actually hurt. And it left my head for a while. And it was unbelievably relaxing for me. And that was my subspace. That's what led me there. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to explain unless, you know, like Sue just said, you are in that moment and that is your life. But I, you know, and I've even described it to people. I said, you know, at least when I was in a situation with a dominatrix or a top, you know, I had some semblance of belief that they would know when it was time to stop administering pain. I didn't have that same belief in myself that if I started hurting myself, I would know when to stop. That's great. And, and, and I've seen it with, I've had clients who have been profoundly sexually abused and they are able to give up that, you know, cause it becomes, they're able, when they're in those kinds of moments or those kinds of scenes, they give themselves permission. It becomes really available for them to do that. So I, uh, I'm really very pro. If you're struggling with something, to explore it, and and you know, sex is a great equalizer. It's 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 close to the bone. It's who you are as a real person. It's where you're most vulnerable. And I think um, more and more people should be at least because we've uh, this is you know because I said it before, but the idea of giving power and and taking power is the one thing that crosses every. It's everybody. It's every age, orientation, culture, gender, mm -hmm. you know, country, like whatever it is. That is interesting for everybody. The biggest piece of advice, and thank you, by the way, for your thoughts there, Sue. I appreciate that always. Um, it's why we do this podcast, because I appreciate your thoughts. And I know that this is an important conversation that people are, for whatever reason, afraid to have. The best advice I can give you, if you want to get into, whether it's swinging, whether it's you know a polyamorous situation, whether it's kink and BDSM, you need to negotiate. You need to understand and express what are your limits, what are your likes? What are your desires? And if someone isn't willing to respect those limits and those boundaries, then that is not the right person for you. And we're all different in what we need and what we want out of that experience. Find the people who are going to give you the experience that benefits you. And guess what? That will evolve and it will change and you will find yourself craving different things. That's progression. But make sure at all times you are communicating before, during, and after. It's and if, unbelievably and if you important. Have trouble communicating, find safe people. You know, if you're a woman who has trouble speaking up, find other women you can talk to about people that are good people for you to start those conversations. Agreed. With, even if you're doing it in a very small voice, because it's about safety and. Yeah, we need to remember safety. Sure appreciate the question. Bring those on again. Sue's got some goodies for you. What's the address, Sue? Sue at sexwithsue.com. Hey, just a heads up that at the end of this podcast, we get some bonus content for you. Some of the conversation that took place when Sue attended a recent Cunnilingus workshop. So don't miss that. All right, back to Sue McGarvey now. It's turned on the podcast.
So, Sue, the onus as it pertains to birth control has, by and large, been on the woman. Yes, condoms, etc., and there's other things, but there's most condoms and vasectomy. That's it. Condoms and vasectomy. Those are your cho- those that's are your choices. Pretty much it for guys. But there's new things. Pardon the expression. Uh, coming <laughs> <laughs> on the horizon. Yes. On the okay, yeah. perhaps a better term. All right. Yeah, there. Uh, the, you know, the Roe versus Wade discussion. <laughs> the doctors in yeah. the U.S. is saying they've had a 21 percent increase in requests for a vasectomy after that was overturned. So I believe it. Yeah, you know, the, you know, the, either you're a pullout master, which you know they call those guys daddy. Um, and literally, not not in a fun way, but you know, if you're pulling out as, you, as your birth control method, mm, you have a more than twenty percent chance of knocking her up. Right? It doesn't. It's not enough. Right? There's a lot of pre ejaculate. There's all kinds of things that are you know you're going to miss your mark, even if you think you're a master at it. It is not a foolproof method. It helps. I think so many men. I think you're right. Method. I think so many men. You know, for them, it's it's that moment, right? Like we feel that orgasm. It's an obvious thing that happens. Oh, I just orgasmed. That is the moment when the magic can happen and I could create a child. If I pull out before that, whew, dodge that bullet, except they forget about what you just said. Pre-ejaculate, pre-cum. And, and you have to have like, like men make a thousand sperm a second. Think about that. So the reason it has been a challenge to get male birth control is that women make one egg a month, which is much easier to stop than a thousand sperm a second. Sure. So when you have less than a million sperm in, you know, in, in the area, you're not likely to get pregnant. So if they can get, you can get your ejaculate down to only a million sperm, you're pretty much infertile. So. <laughs> They're trying these creams that you rub on your shoulders and they're all in clinical trials because they're doing it because it turns out that only 4%, 4, that's it, of guys in the U.S. have had a vasectomy. Are you kidding? There's probably 40% of guys over 40 in Ottawa who've all gone to Dr. Weiss, God bless Ron, and you know gone to his little house in the Glebe and, and had the snip because it's been such a common thing you go to his house you go to his house in the glebe and he has a he has a clinic in the basement and lives upstairs it's quite like he's a lovely man and by the way i I was by the way i was giggling at at your you know when you were saying it takes millions of sperm just giggling Uh, typical guys right it takes (laughs) how many guys it takes to get something done properly (laughs) that's 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 the reason for my laughter before you start sending me hate mail that's all pointing in the same direction so you know, you like I think vasectomy done, done, bag of frozen peas. You know, an afternoon of Jack Daniels and you're done. But for a lot of people, it's and and this is the non-scalp of vasectomy, a little with a laser, and it's you know I I have had a tubal, so I know what those feels like. Then it's far more intrusive, and I have seen a lot of guys post really? vasectomy. It's not a big deal. Because if if you yeah. just if you just said to me, here are your two options, without really sort of getting into the details. My immediate thought would be laser seems a lot less intrusive. And it's it, it's it's external, it's fine, you're done. As long as you know you have to you have to take it easy for a few days, which means you know, I've had guys who played hockey an hour later and then it swells up, you know, looks like a grapefruit. I'm like, dude, yeah, you just had it doesn't matter if it's like little tiny minor microsurgery, it's still a type of surgery. Go to bed, you know, just go relax for four days, you'll be fine. As I said, yeah. you know why I'm laughing at the idea of a million 
I know. That's just guys, right? Yes, yes, it can be it it can be reversed, but it's like lining up two threads. Yes, Mm. sometimes they spontaneously rejoin. When I had my tubal, I threatened my doctor with a with you know with a lawsuit and and my new Porsche. I was going to sue his ass if I ever got pregnant again. I wanted them (laughs) cauterized, tied off. You know, I wanted the Grand Canyon between those. I did never ever want to be pregnant again. And uh, that piece was again, it 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 lines up. But you, so if you have those two options, we're looking at it. So it's in trials. Some point, let's hope that there is a male birth control cream or something that brings you down to a million sperm, so that you don't have to worry about it. Because if you're financially responsible for a child, you know you have some you have some skin in the game in terms of making sure that you running out footloose and fancy free doesn't propagate the species. So I'm fascinated by the fact that, okay, so we're talking about, you you said cream, which mm-hmm. I, I don't quite understand how that works. So let's go back to that. But instantly when we talk about male birth control, my feeling is, okay, so that's something that we would take orally. It would be a pill or a medication. And it can be, okay. but the new stuff is uh, is figuring out what that looks like, right? It's, it's understanding that uh, you want to try different kinds of, Pills, creams, there, and you know, every pharmaceutical company is looking at different stuff, right? They're looking at, okay. you know, what that, what that is. So there's a great article in Wired magazine that talked about how many, you know, people becoming more aware of vasectomies, but people are saying that it's trying to, to, to do different things. So there's a gel being tested in phase two clinical trial involving more than 400 couples. It's done in California. And they're saying the gel is extremely promising and in preventing pregnancy, right? How many men are willing, you know, willing to step up as part of the relationship model? Because the other one was an injectable hormonal based contraceptive for men, which stopped in 2011 because the drug had too many side effects. Well, mm. if you knew the side effects were the actual birth control pill, but it's okay for women to take it, right? For the gel trial, side effects might include weight gain and mood issues. <laughs> Any woman on the pill, right? So it's not going to work perfectly. Or people for in general, depending man. on the day. Yeah. But it may work well for a majority of people. So if you have any mad money and you want to invest in the pharmaceutical, you know, that is that is looking at it, but it's in clinical trials right now. So we'll see that somewhere down the road. If you've got a partner who can't take the pill, and I still love the diaphragm, but that's a whole other discussion. Right. But, it, you know, there there may be something coming in the not-too-distant future. So the gel then, quickly, how would that work? Obviously, topicals, do you put it on, like, the scrotum, and what does it do? It freezes? Right, it's going, or... to, it's, it's, it's going to impact the spermazoa, which basically is a, about how the production happens in the testes. And and you want them all to be happy sperm and, and have little waggly tails and look normal. And if the topical, because different kinds of topical hormones impact that ability for okay. the sperm to be produced and be viable. So that's what it's going to do. So we'll uh, we'll be interested to see how it works in the real world coming up at a drugstore near you sometime in the future. Okay, a fascinating factoid to end this conversation on another edition of Turned On, the podcast with Sue McGarvey. I'm John Milkey. Um, the fact that in some cultures now, they are banning sex outside of the relationship, not just for their citizens, but if you're a tourist to the country. Yeah. So if you're in Indonesia, you want to go see the orangutans or you want to go to Jakarta and and see, you know, some of the great culture. It's a Muslim country, yep. right? Mm-hmm. They speak, you know, Bahasa and, and they're they're like Malaysians. 
And when I was in Malaysia, they had data is death on like the Kleenex boxes, which means drugs. And they were really serious. Like it was billboards. You knew that you couldn't be using drugs in Malaysia. Say, well, Indonesia has a thing about their anti-sex. So if you go there and you're a tourist in some of the most beautiful beaches in the world, you are and you are not married you run the risk of being arrested because a new law is passing this week that says that is banning sex outside of marriage. So no extra swinging. This is, this is, and this is a lot of as a result of the Instagram famous people, you know, the TikTok people going to places around the world. You've seen them. If you're on TikTok, all the places where they're, you know, and they're nude up on the Buddhist temple and they're nude on on some kind of eighth wonder of the world and having sex up against Mount Rushmore. You know, the drill. I I get the, yeah. And I get the fantasy, but oh my gosh, that it's so disrespectful. It's super disrespectful. And it to the point now where the, the Indonesians and I, Oh, I'll tell you a quick story about that. My dad, my dad was a teacher of um, an international school in Malaysia. And he, he, you know, when, when you get an international school, the company gives you, has your passport and, and they handle all your visas. Well, somebody didn't do their job and he was going to the airport to travel and his visa was wrong. And in, in, in Muslim countries, they actually, you have to have your passport stamped to exit the country. So if they're not happy with you, they keep you. Well, his visa wasn't in order, so they arrest him. This is my dad, my metro dad in a suit and tie, goes into a jail in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia with a dirt floor and oh an Indonesian gosh. chain gang, like, attached, like, and, you know, and, and of course, oh. you know, my last name is McGarvey. So the, the guard looks at him and goes, okay, MacGyver, let's see you get uh, out of this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fortunately, my uncle's a lawyer and there was an international incident called my dad out of jail. Anyway, I still giggle about that story. I'm, oh, yeah. Hilarious. Said, yeah, well, at the time, now it is. At the time, I'm like, what do you mean dad's arrested? So, um, but it, it, if they take that really seriously, so if they can arrest my, you know, very, very posh dad. They can arrest anybody for having sex in places. And if you're not married, if you're swinging, if you're having group sex somewhere and they catch you, not a good idea. And we hear so much of this, right? People who go to another country and don't realize what those laws are. And they're like, well, I'm a Canadian. I'm an American. I have rights. Yeah, you do on your soil. Once you're out of that country, all bets are off. Yep. Yep. Oh my. So, uh-huh. So you need to uh you just pay attention. It just it's coming down this weekend. You're thinking they're repelling laws, you know, the ones that have been on the books since 1850 about, you know, your your wife has to have all her teeth before you have sex with her, stuff like that. What? But they're getting I know, well, there's been crazy stuff in some of the Tell states. me you just made that up. No, I didn't. In in the US, they have some really crazy laws about sex that have been on the books like since the 1800s. But I'm saying that they're adding new laws and you think the world's becoming more progressive? Mm, Depends on when you're going. So if you're thinking you want to go to a type of, you know, you want to go to Bali, you want to go to, and you want to go to, um, yeah, you want to go, you want to go see the Komodo dragons. That's in Indonesia. I would love to go see the Komodo dragons. But if you go and have sex outside of the relationship, you're going with two couples and you're kind of deciding you're going to have, you know, a a group orgy while you're there and the maid walks in on you, she has a right to call the police and have you all arrested. Well, thanks, Sue. This has been a wonderful conversation. (laughs) I'm terrified now to even wink at someone. (laughs) No, just just as you said, you're going someplace, get your visas in order and, you know, be discreet. Okay, as promised, Sue recently attended a Cunnilingus workshop. 
And, of course, as you do at a cunnilingus workshop, recorded audio. Here's some bonus content for you to enjoy. Thanks for tuning in to Turned On, the podcast. All right, we're talking about um, eating at the Y tonight. (laughs) I know. So what would you have to say about cunnilingus? Oh, I think it's amazing. Exactly. I think that a lot of people don't actually understand how beautiful it truly is and how much more it is besides just that little they think that little button. It's so much more. It's whole body just mm. oh I just think it like if you look at it the way you traditionally see it um, in the traditional videos, it's always in a certain order. Mm-hmm. Like it goes, you know, uh, blowjobs, eating at the Y, sex, penetrative sex. And I just think there's so many opportunities to use it in different places, different parts dif- of the evening, different, you know, it doesn't have to be, and it doesn't have to be like for 20 minutes at a time. You can do it as a little break or there's so many opportunities Mm-hmm. To use it, and then there's the piece about most women feeling self-conscious. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, like I'm clean enough. Do I smell good? Yeah. Um, is there something off? You know, is yeah. the flora okay? I get those all the time. Yeah. And oh, of, yeah. it's hard sometimes to shut your brain off yeah. and just relax. And if your partner can reassure you, yeah, that oh yeah, you know that you smell hot and that like. It's good. And, you know, and honestly, I I remember interviewing one of the porn stars, and she says she tastes herself just before. Like, if she's going into something, she wants to know. Because there are times when, you know, you've got that, that, you know, balance between bacteria and yeast, Mm -hmm. and sometimes bacterial vaginosis, which is that odor. Mm -hmm. And you need to make sure that you're on probiotics, which help all of that. Yeah. And I talk about things like, um, I call it my liquid, my liquid greens, green blood, plant blood, which is the liquid chlorophyll, which puts oh, yeah, your, yeah. pH back. Yeah. And then I talk about making sure you've, you know, I like to sit in the bathtub at least once a week to soak all those crevices. Because yes. although it's a self-cleaning organ, it really does well with, you know, a good clean. Yep. You know, if, yep. You're, if you're concerned about it, Epsom salts is your friend. Oh, gosh, yes. And just to be fresh, feel fresh. Yep. Because you want to feel comfortable, but if you know you're fresh, then it's, you know, and you've come out of the bathtub, then you pretty much, at least for me, if I'm fresh and I feel comfortable, you can pretty much do anything you want to do, yeah. right? E- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Your comfort is kind of what opens up to so many more I think that's, things. And that's a bit of a difference between men and women. Men are sort of goal-oriented, and they're heading, like, right for the gold. And for women, it's more about ambiance and, and safety and comfort and, you know, like... Were the kids taken care of in the morning? And is there a whole bunch of laundry around? Like, it's not just about that. It's about all the things around that. Exactly. Exactly. And it takes most women between 12 and 18 minutes to get there. Even Mm -hmm. if you've got a good partner who knows the buttons and, you know, got the tongue in the right spot, it still takes a while for a lot of women. Yeah. You know, not all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah. And then they're just like, oh my God, he's down there for long. He's going to get locked up. Mm-hmm. You know, or she's yeah. going to get locked up. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it almost feels like you, you have to have an orgasm. Yeah. It's like, you know, and it has to be within the, the first few minutes instead of just, you know, totally enjoying every moment, every kiss, every caress, you know, it's not a, it's not an express to an orgasm. You know, on the other hand, there are times where I think 
you know what? There's the button, dude. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> like, you kiss me all over. Yeah. I'm yes. Like, I, sometimes yeah. it's like, please, you know, you can yes. do that for the third one. It's about timing. It's yes. Like, it's you know, definitely focus, about timing. I'm going to grab your, yeah. grab you by the hair and, and position you and it's yes. like, finish this. But yes. that's the point. Like, you want your woman to be doing that. You yes. Don't, you, like, I yes. mean, if you come in too soon and you put your fingers where they don't belong, you might as well be picking her nose. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's some of that. Yeah, just it's just. But if your woman is coming to you and pretty much wanting to sit on your face, um, go go have that and and read her body. Like she will tell you, you know, like that the hip increase the. Yeah. Yeah, the hand the hair yeah, the hands in the back of your head. Yeah. 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 So some people are really quiet because that's what they enjoy, or some people are quiet sometimes and really loud other times, so it's hard for their partner to know. So like, you know, if you wanna encourage your partner to give you feedback, you could say something like, you know, if that feels good. Yeah. Pull my hair. Yeah. 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 That does feel good. So yeah. So and you're gonna do different kinds of techniques because you know, when I was training as a sex therapist, it was all about, always about the different stuff you could add. Like, you could add cooling gels, and you could add warming gels, no. and you could do honey, and you could do, you know, different kinds of toys, and you can do, you know, let's 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 find different positions. But I think it's as much about, um, again, this works, and it's not, like you said, it's not always the goal to say, okay, well, you had three orgasms last time, we need to have six this yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Whack. No. Yeah. Or the ones, did you come? Did you come? Yeah. And then you want, you really do no want pressure. to hit, hit them on the back. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. 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 So if you're new at this, you know, because I have a lot of guys who. That's what we're going to go. That, that's, that's what you're talking that's about That's the tonight. angle we're going from tonight. I mean, it like, it's kind of like, this is a surefire way to be successful. Um, I, and if, if your partner is, you know, more enthusiastic, by all means, go with it. But yeah. At least this way, you're you know you're probably going to get invited back. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you do a great job, yeah. you're definitely going to be invited back. But yeah. and and you know there was a I just said I was just doing a it was a Reddit talk and the guy was saying I think I'm breaking up with my partner my new partner because she won't she won't give me a blowjob and uh, and everybody was like yep it's kind of the repertoire mm-hmm. and for a lot of guys especially if you're from a culture where they don't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like okay, but you're missing out, and yeah. I I don't know about you, but it would be um, I don't you know I don't think I'd kick him to the curb instantly, but it would be a conversation. It would yeah. be yeah. It would be you know this this the repertoire gets pretty well. It's it's, it's if you can't use your mouth like it eliminates yeah you know twenty five percent of what you could possibly exactly. be doing yeah. yes yeah. exactly yeah exactly well I mean and I think society we're opening up. To making this, you know, part of well, communicating know, about it. Yeah. yeah, I was just so surprised to hear somebody say recently that, like, why would you have to t- to take a class? Everybody knows how to do that. Yeah, and I'm thinking, how? Okay, you you're born with instincts, but but this is not one. <laughs> no, and and you know what? And if you talk to people, like I remember, and I worked for Hito, and I got to have morning like lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner with people for like two months, and yeah. people think it was great. I was so sick of the food, and I get sunburned and whatever. But you know, I was really interested to talk to them, and they they the women would tell me, oh yeah, I had one guy, blew my mind. He says, I she said I, I've had you know guys that are good, but the ones that were great. 
boy, do you remember? Oh yeah, yeah. you yeah. know. And other women saying, "Oh yeah, that's why I play with other girls because the girl, other well, girls get it." That's what the you know the the lesbians are coming for the wives. So yeah. the guys have got to step up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and and that piece is that mm, I you know you need. Yeah. Yeah, you need some, you know, you need some practice there. And yep. and you're not going to be perfect right away. And you don't have to know anything. And it's okay to ask questions and to ask for feedback. And so we're hoping to demonstrate those sorts of techniques and things too. Um, and everybody's different. That's oh, right. everybody's 100%. different. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And what may work one night may not work <laughs> the next night. You know, that's why communication is so key. But there, as I said, but the ones who are really memorable, and I just yeah. I said, I really remember these conversations because they were like starry-eyed, like those, you know, like yeah. I said, and these are women who had a lot of partners, were at Hito, getting it at the side of the pool from mm-hmm. different guys, and, and the ones that were truly memorable, that, you know, that really knew what to do, mm-hmm. and the fingers at the right time, and really could read the body, those guys were women were writing their names on bathroom walls like those, they were legendary those, those the, guys yeah. are putting effort into learning and yeah. to, into practicing yeah. they're not just expecting that they're going to show up and it's going to work exactly they are putting effort in and you can tell yeah like you know yeah, yeah. Right away, in terms of figuring out what that looks like. So, yeah. so we can't wait to see to hear what you have to do. So we're gonna have it all in a bunch of different forums, but uh, this one will get up on the podcast and uh, and a bunch of different ways to to do that, so they can find yes, Rio and Minu. Yes, yes, tonight who are who are going to show us in living color <laughs> how they play and what they do, and uh, going forward we'll be able to uh, to take clips from that and yeah. to be able to do that so maybe you may get some uh and some mm, and some interesting dialogue through the rest of this but uh, <laughs> thank you so much for uh, for coming and doing this with us today. oh well, this was so much fun we're so pleased to do this and yeah. thank you for inviting us yes yes well we'll, we'll try it again yeah. <laughs> All right.